Welcome to this episode of Trial Talk from the Medical Research Council Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. This episode focuses on the results of the ARREST trial, which looked at how to improve treatment for patients with Staphylococcus aureus bacteremia. Staph aureus bacteremia is a common and life-threatening infection, with around 12,000 cases each year in the UK. Despite this, less than 1,600 participants have been enrolled in randomised controlled trials of antibiotic therapy for this infection over the last 50 years. I spoke to members of the team who ran the arrest trial to find out more. Martin Llewellyn is a consultant in the Department of Microbiology and Infection at Brighton and Sussex University Hospital's NHS Trust and was an investigator on the arrest trial. The current treatment for Staph aureus bacteremia involves intravenous antibiotics, uh, usually given for a duration of at least two weeks, sometimes uh, up to four or even six weeks. And uh, we usually use a penicillin antibiotic as the main backbone agent, sometimes other drugs for patients who have antibiotic-resistant infections, so MRSA infections. And one of the key questions is whether or not one drug is sufficient for these patients or whether some patients may benefit from a combination of different antibiotics. One of the issues with Staph aureus bacteremia infections is that a certain proportion of patients will fail current treatment. So a proportion of patients will suffer either spread of infections to different body sites or indeed recurrence of infection after uh, standard antibiotics have finished. And this may affect up to 20 or even 25-30% of patients. And so there's always been a, a wish to try and find out if there are other things we could do to try and reduce this, uh, this rate of complications. Guy Thwaites is a Professor of Infectious Diseases at the University of Oxford and was the Chief Investigator of the arrest trial. The question we were interested in was whether if you added an extra antibiotic and the antibiotic that we're really interested in is called rifampicin, whether if you added that antibiotic you got a better outcome from Staphylococcus bacteremia. And the hypothesis behind this was that rifampicin is a, an antibiotic with different properties from both the glycopeptides and the beta-lactams, in that it gets inside cells very easily and it's active in biofilms. And therefore, we wondered whether if you added it to standard treatment, you would get enhanced killing of the bacteria, therefore reduced dissemination of the bacteria in the bloodstream and improved outcomes. What sort of patients did the arrest trial include? They were all adults, so they were all aged 18 or over. Um, they all had to have... Staph aureus grown from one or more blood cultures and they all also had to be very early in their treatment um, so they had to have at less than 96 hours worth of active antibiotic treatment for that infection. So the trial was run um, in 30 centres across the United Kingdom and included 30 microbiology departments. And how long did you follow up these patients for? So we followed them up for 12 weeks from the start from, from, from randomisation. Most people would not receive more than 12 weeks of treatment. Very occasionally people do um, for very complicated infections, but most people didn't. In fact, the average um, or the median rather duration of treatment was 28 days. Um, so, and most people were discharged after that time point. But we felt it was important to, to follow up for longer because of the potential for disease recurrences occurring after the end of treatment. Sarah Walker is a Professor of Medical Statistics and Epidemiology at the Medical Research Council Clinical Trials Unit at UCL. What we found was that uh, patients who took rifampicin in addition to their standard antibiotic, 18% uh, of them, either the infection wasn't cured 
or it came back again or they died in the first 12 weeks. Uh, and that percentage was 19% in those who got the placebo tablet as well as their standard antibiotics. So that difference is far too small to be anything other than a chance effect. Did rifampicin have any impact on any of the other outcomes you looked at? Well, so it didn't have any impact at all on how likely patients were to die. So in actual fact, 56 patients in each of the groups um, died in the first 12 weeks. And we also looked for longer term um, deaths. And actually, even over two to three years, there was absolutely no difference between the groups and the numbers who died. What we did find, however, was that there was a small difference in the percentage of patients where the infection came back after it had been uh, successfully treated. And that happened in one in 100 patients who got rifampicin with their standard antibiotic compared to four in 100 patients who got placebo. So that was a real difference, but it was quite small. So we didn't find any evidence of a particular type of patient uh, who would, who would definitely benefit from rifampicin. We looked at a lot of different groups, so 20 in all, and so there were some where there were some questions about whether or not there might be effect, but certainly nothing convincing enough to say these type of patients should definitely get the drug. Guy Thwaites. One of the long-standing concerns of using rifampicin is, it, is its combinations of, of, of both side effects, but also its interaction with other drugs. It has this unusual property of, of enhancing the metabolism of a range of different drugs and therefore the interactions are clinically really quite important with a number of different uh, uh, drugs and we found this in that there was a large number of patients or a high proportion of patients who had to stop the study drug or weren't able to enter the trial even because of the potential interactions between rifampicin and the drugs they were on. So this is one of the potential problems. But we also saw a number of um, adverse events as a consequence of rifampicin. Everyone expects it to have problems with the liver um, and cause hepatitis. That's very well known. But in fact, we found very little evidence of increased risk of hepatitis. It was a relatively short uh, course of rifampicin, only two weeks. And this isn't altogether surprising. But what we did found, find was, was quite surprising was that there was a, a much greater incidence of renal failure in the rifampicin-treated patients. This has been reported before, but I don't think anyone, or certainly I didn't realise that it was quite so common a consequence of giving rifampicin. So that was an interesting finding from the trial. So what do you think these results mean for how patients with Staph aureus bacteremia should be treated? Well, I think what our trial shows is that there is a very modest benefit of giving rifampicin in terms of reducing a slight reduction in the numbers of late recurrences of the disease. However, this needs to be balanced against the considerable complications of receiving rifampicin. I've mentioned the problems with um, interactions before, but also all of the toxic, the, the adverse events that occur as a consequence. And so in our opinion, we don't think that these adverse events and these adverse effects outweigh that small benefit. And therefore, we don't think um, that there is any benefit in giving rifampicin to people with Staph aureus bacteremia, and we wouldn't advise it. Susan Hopkins is a consultant in infectious diseases and microbiology at the Royal Free London NHS Foundation Trust, and was an investigator on the ARREST trial. 
we didn't recruit perhaps the sickest patients into the study. And we also didn't recruit very many patients who had endocarditis at baseline, particularly endocarditis caused by prosthetic valves, as that was a relative contraindication, as many guidelines recommend rifampicin in that group. So we can't answer the question in that cohort. We would recommend, though, that patients with Staphylococcus aureus bacteremia should have an infection specialist review, should have the source identified, um, and should be treated for a minimum of 14 days. Gaithwaites. Doctors in the UK and in Europe and, and elsewhere in the world, actually, have been using rifampicin for a long time for Staphylococcus bacteremia. Some doctors believe very strongly it works, and others were, were more sceptical, like us. Um, but I think we've shown that, that really... It doesn't cause overall benefit, and therefore to stop its use will benefit patients. It will, it will reduce their um, exposure to this drug, which causes considerable problems, as we've shown. Um, and it will also keep preserved a really important drug. Um, rifampicin is one of the mainstays, or the main drug for the treatment of tuberculosis. And if it were used more widely, then there would be increased risk of resistance developing, um, both to Staph aureus, but also more generally to, to other infections and, and TB would be a major concern. So I think, especially in this, in this day and age where we're really, really trying to make sure we use antibiotics very wisely so that we prevent resistance, to have a trial that demonstrates that you shouldn't probably use this, this antibiotic is, is almost as helpful as having a trial that tells you that you should. So I think it's an important result for patients and, and populations generally. I think the other really important message is that we've got to do trials like this because if we don't, then we will continue to treat patients without sufficient evidence. Thank you for listening to this episode of Trial Talk. If you'd like to find out more about the arrest trial, visit bit.ly forward slash arrest trial. To listen to the extended version of this episode or hear other episodes of Trial Talk, visit bit.ly forward slash trial talk. Mm-hmm.